Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And I am sitting here next to Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. Present. You know, Ziggy is uh, taking the day off. Lucky dog. He's going antiquing. He's he's an (laughs) interior decorator. He loves antiquing. And so we're going to, we gave him a day off. I did not know that. Actually, you know what? He's sitting in the peanut gallery. Say, hi, Ziggy. Nice and loud. Oh, hi, Ziggy. Yes, there he he is. He's sitting there. He gave up his microphone so we could ask someone else to come and sit in a luxurious corner booth. And that is John Edwards. Now, we've had John in here before. Hello, John. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm so glad you're here. You're, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm, the man I think of, Sam's pretty angry at me right now. But I'm no, glad no, to no, be no. Here. Sam is very loving and generous, <laughs> no, and this is a good test smile. of his of his Christianity. There you go. His humility go. and his willingness to give up his microphone. There you go. Right. So you cannot serve both God and Mammon or microphones. Right. And so <laughs> I think that's a Jesus quote. I'm pretty sure. And uh, so we have John because John, you know, a lot, we've had you before, and you talked about your sort of well your wretched life you know yeah. but but the resurrection <laughs> yes was the good part yes yeah, so right? if, if the light that's emitting from me right now is blinding <laughs> you i'm sorry about that i got my shades on uh and so we thought it'd be good to bring you back in and kind of talk about like where things are right now for you because in for those who don't know john edwards um he tells his story so beautifully in a show we did not long ago uh i guess how many weeks ago was it i don't remember but but it's been a while. Yeah, you can just uh, you can just uh, Google John Edwards or Google Catholic Cafe or go and search on the Catholic Cafe, and you can find that show in our search engine there on the cafe itself, and uh, find John Edwards and his story is amazing. John, your story is amazing. Oh, I shouldn't talk you, about you. you like you're not in the room. Well, that's what I was going for the amazing aspect when I started the whole thing. <laughs> well, you have you have been successful in thank that regard. You, thank but, you. Thank you. Um, what's so interesting about your story to me, and I think what is so appealing to a lot of folks, and why you've been asked to be part of some other programs and why even asked to give to give talks at various places is because people I think recognize in you uh, a lot of themselves mm-hmm. uh, in terms of and I think each of us Tom don't you oh, agree yeah. when you listen to to John you go like man this is I mean maybe stuff. my my problems my issues might be different uh, in, in specificity right but 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 I still have it's like he's like me yep. in a, in a lot of ways and so that that is a very powerful testimony you offer and, you know, it ends nicely, you know, mm-hmm. you love Jesus, Jesus loves you, and you're in, like in Jesus' land, and everything's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so we want, we want to bring you back and sort of try to um, see where you are now and what you're, what you're working on, because one of the cool things that you're working on is you have a new podcast Yeah. Uh, called Just a Guy in the Pew. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, let's take it from where you, we left off, which is, I love Jesus, and Jesus loves me, <laughs> right? And it's like just kind of making your way back into the world your your family nice and strong your love for angela and your kids and and just doing great things and really just focusing so much on your faith it's nice to be reborn isn't it yeah it's it's, it's way better than the other <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so so kind of tell me how walk me up to how you got into this just a guy in the pew thing and where that came from well it just uh the name itself is kind of a funny story uh you know when i was going back to daily mass every day after I'd made my, you know, reconversion, I guess you could say, um, I was sitting in the front pew most of the time. And after Mass, some of the 
I'd say some of the older folks, you know, that's usually who goes to the daily masses. They would walk up and tap me on the shoulder and say, son, are you, are you in the diaconate? <laughs> and I'd just go, no, ma'am, I'm not. And they'd say, well, what are you doing here? And I'd say, I'm just, I'm just a guy in the pew. That's a nice welcoming message. Right. And, and then, you, so that's, you answered, just a, I'm just a guy in the pew. Yeah. And, I mean, another one came up and, are you in the seminary? No, ma'am, I'm just a guy in the pew. And it, it became sort of a running joke. And when the opportunity arose for some of the things that people have asked me to do, the talks and and really, you know, the relationship with you, you know, you you mentioned to me about some things I might need to look at doing. And so when the name part came up, that was just the first thing that popped in my head was, it's just a guy in the pew. I remember you telling me that, saying, well, I got an idea for a podcast, and I want to do a podcast. And, and you know, you being like the king of podcasts, Deacon Jeff, I, you didn't say <laughs> exactly that way. That's what I heard. Yeah, it, was, it hurt my back when I nailed <laughs> but it. You, but I remember hearing that phrase, just a guy in the pew, and so like, dude, that is it. Yeah. That is the name of your podcast. I mean, the Holy Spirit named it for you. Yeah, for sure. And, and, but what I think it's neat about it is it, it, it just really clues in and, on, and touches on the very heart of the concept of being sort of like an ordinary disciple. Right. Like, can you imagine 2,000 years ago, these disciples saying, look, I'm an oxen farmer or I'm a whatever. <laughs> is it you farm oxen? I don't, I don't know, know if you do or not. But, sounds uh, cool. With <laughs> oxen. But, but the, the point is, it's like, who am I? Yeah. Who am I to start this church? Who am I to to spread the gospel? Who am I to share any of this good news? The reality is, I mean, so much, so many of us are like sort of consumerists, right? When it comes to our faith, we just we need our sacraments, we need our preaching, we need our this and our our that, and and we get that, and we sit in the pew and do it. Where whereas you have used this idea of being in that pew as a as an evangelization tool, and you're but you're an ordinary fella in yeah. that regard. Well, and that's, I think that's what makes it a little bit different. You know, um, there's a lot of people out there that are gifted, and, and, and there's a lot of priests and clergy and everybody you know, else that's out there trying to evangelize. But I think what is going to bring more men back to the church, which is one of the biggest problems I think we have in the Catholic Church, is that men just aren't engaged. And I think what's going to help with that is, is to have a fellow person that's been through your struggles, that doesn't know how to be a good husband or a good father or struggles at work and you know have somebody that comes out and just says look i love jesus and and it's okay to love jesus in this in this day and you know if people don't like you because of that that's fine too but there's something out there that we can all connect to and and like you said earlier whether a guy has a drinking problem or he's had a divorce or somebody's just trying to figure things out we all have similar problems it doesn't have to be the same one but just that relatability and just letting people know, look, I have that problem too. I wake up every day, and, and it's not always the best day, but I just lean on my faith, and I, and that's what I use to protect me, to guide me, to 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 put me in the right direction in my day. And so when when other people see a regular guy, they go, you know, I can do that. You know, the guy up there on the podium with the, with a collar, I, I may not be able to associate with that all the time, but but this guy over here that's in the in the Nike polo and the street shoes, I might be able to, I might be able to do something with that. Yeah, so that's kind of neat that uh, you've got a couple of podcasts out there right now. And it, how do we find that if someone wants to uh, find your podcast? Well, it's on iTunes. Um, it's on most of the major um, podcast platforms: uh, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, Google Play, all of those. We also have a website. What I just heard there. Tom was blah 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 blah. I hear you. I got a guy paid that does all that, but kind of like the whole King thing earlier. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's on those platforms. Yeah. 
And then you can find it. We have a YouTube channel, which is just a guy on the pew. Mm-hmm. We have a website, just a guy on the pew.com. And then there's our Facebook page. So it's posted on all of those. And if you like any of them, subscribe to it. You'll be uh, notified immediately. So you you also uh, you also have some little uh, video mm-hmm. clips you've been putting on. You call it like a minute in the pew or a minute from the pew or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I, uh, you know I, I was raised Protestant, and so the scripture in the Word of God is is very close to my heart. And for some reason, I feel like God and the Holy Spirit um, usually usually not every day, but but close to it, it, it puts this fire in me that I need to. There's something I need to express through the readings because. I think a lot of times we we read the readings and we look at things and we say, well, that's black words on a white page, or that's a story for another person. And the whole point of the gospel, I believe, is that Jesus, no matter how many years ago it was, his message is directly to each one of us in some sort of of way. So every day I feel like there's this recognition, and it's weird. I don't know. It just, all of a sudden I go, that means that. And then I feel like, there's a lot of people out there that probably don't do that. Maybe we're, we're flipping open a Magnificat and busting through the readings and checking a box, but what did it mean in my life that day? Mm. So I feel a calling, and, it, and it's weird. It's like uh, it's just this burning. It's not like athlete's foot because it's more <laughs> on the chest, but, but it's this burning that just it won't, it, won't, it won't stop until I do it. And people look at me crazy when I say that, but it's always on my mind. I could be doing 10 different things, and... It's almost like a little kid grabbing your sleeve going, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, hey, Dad. And eventually, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to say something. And at first, I was very self-conscious. and But you know what? I've sort of accepted in my life that if this is what Jesus wants of me, this is what I'm going to do. If one person that hears that or watches that video, because trust me, I don't... I'm not a fan of looking at myself, listening to myself, any of that. That's not Every time you I do, do one, do you get your kids and say, kids, gather around the TV, watch I daddy. Do. Well, usually I go, tell all your friends to like it so it looks like people like this, okay? You have lots of devices. So you have like the, it on all the largest number of third grader likes, I think. That, I do, I do. Yeah, I do. I told them, I was like, you get, uh, what is that, what's that game everybody's into now? I don't, one, know. Um, I don't know. There's some video game they're all into. Parcheesy? Is it Parcheesy? No, no. Fortnite. <laughs> I tell them they get free Fortnite points. Oh, Fortnite. They, yeah, that's what it is. If they listen to the podcast. I'm a little out of touch. I apologize for that, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Just a few years behind. That's right. <laughs> it is a classic. So, you know, you talked about this idea of, um, uh, you know, you and they can listen to you and they can sort of see um, just themselves maybe in your experiences mm-hmm. and things like that. And that would be an entree into their lives or an entree into sharing with them something that you benefited from. Right. And I just, I, again, I see that what's so neat about that is I see the Holy Spirit at work because it's like the power of the ordinary. Right, we're always thinking that there needs to be some great, big, shining example right. of something, and that leave it to the experts and all that kind of stuff. And the reality is, I mean, that's not what Jesus did when he chose his his apostles, yeah. right? I mean, his his homies were, you know, there were there were some tr- there were some trouble going on there. Which gospel is homie? In? Yeah, sure it's that. it's in there. It's in the it's a it's a Latin thing. <laughs> Um, but it's like it. It really is interesting to note that you know we're talking about fishermen and farmers, and and of course there's tax collectors, there's zealots, there's people that that, that normally they're groups that hate each other, right? And but none of them are. He didn't pick like politicians, um, sports leaders, uh, great uh, military leaders. That's not who he picked, right? To to start the the salvation uh, of the world that process. 
you know and so i think that's kind of neat that that you would i mean you probably would have 2000 years ago yeah john i'm just saying if you hadn't <laughs> been stopped if you you were standing on the right beach that's right you know kind of casting your nets farming oxen that's, that's right, right. <laughs> you would, there, <laughs> there, there might have been you know a a gospel of uh, John. Oh, you know? wait, there is. Yes, <laughs> but not, you're a different not guy. The same guy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. So we're talking to John Edwards, uh, just a guy in the pew. Google just a guy in the pew, or certainly find him at just a guy in the pew dot com. Uh, and we're talking about his podcast and his life now in terms of being an ordinary disciple. Uh, we're going to talk more with John when we get back. But before we do that, when Ryan folks at home, uh, we have a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you, Deacon Jeff, at thecatholiccafe.com. Also, with like us on Facebook. Oh, yeah, Facebook. Got to do that. And, and Twitter. And Instagram. And, and Instagram. Instagram. So say it, the peanut gallery, <laughs> Ziggy. Thank you. Very good. So we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. When you think of saints, you often think of saintly qualities like patience, love, humility, and generosity. Not so with St. Jerome, a priest and doctor of the church born in the mid-4th century. On more than a few occasions, St. Jerome stood outside the church doors doing penance for his bad temper. While this was true, more than anything he was a staunch defender of the truth and an ardent lover of the Word of God. He felt that anyone who taught error was an enemy of God to be defeated with the swift and sure strokes of his powerful pen. St. Jerome was a scholar of great wisdom and understanding. He was a master of Latin, Greek, and Hebrew and he spent many years in study in the celebrated centers of scholarship like Rome and Alexandria. He was a great student of sacred learning because he realized its vital role in obtaining the beatific vision. He once said, Let us learn upon earth those things which can call us to heaven. Sometimes feared for his veracity, but always known to be a genuine man of God, St. Jerome was respected by his peers. St. Augustine said of him, What Jerome does not know, no mortal man has ever known. He was very prolific in his writings. Above all, his scriptural writings have been without equal in the history of the Church. St. Jerome is most remembered for his translation of the Bible into the common or vulgar language of the people, making it more accessible to the common people. Called the Vulgate, his vigilant and meticulous translation was very popular and became the standard version of the Bible for over a thousand years. Many who question the authority of the Church like to point to the fact that St. Jerome openly opposed the inclusion of the seven deuterocanonical books in the official canon of the Bible. While this is true, as he rarely held his opinions to himself, Few people realize that ultimately St. Jerome recognized, upheld, and defended the authority of Holy Mother Church in defining the canon, and placed the books in their rightful place in the Bible. In 402 AD, St. Jerome wrote regarding this issue, What sin have I committed if I follow the judgment of the churches? At the end of his life, St. Jerome finally settled in Bethlehem, where he lived in a cave believed to be the birthplace of Jesus. He died there in 420 A.D. His feast day is September 30th. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history.
Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting here with Tom Doring, and we are talking to our buddy John Edwards, ordinary disciple. Just a guy in the pew. He is uh, is just a guy in the pew. Uh, It's a good name for him. Uh, and He's so, a big guy in the pew. yeah. So we're talking about his new podcast, "Just a Guy in the Pew," and how cool it is. And you know what, Tom? One of my favorite things about his podcast, I don't know who they got for the opening, <laughs> but I mean that guy's voice, Velvet Fog. I think he's okay. Really? Yeah, I think he's okay. You better think he's better than that. I think uh, we should have Ziggy open up for him. <laughs> That's right. It's possible we could do that. I could arrange I that. I know. No, so, John, you know, here's one of the neat things about that podcast. Um, well, I guess rather, I'll do it in the form of a question. Okay. Why do you think, let's go back to what something you said earlier about you got to focus on the men, mm-hmm. the men out there. So why is your podcast like directed? I mean, you're just a guy in the pew, so mm-hmm. it's not really, you're not giving knitting lessons and you're not right. doing Anything like that, shopping tips, you are really focusing a lot on ordinary guys, their lives, with their wives, with their families. Why is that so important to you? Well, I mean, I just, I was, for a long time in my life, I mean, as we've talked about before on the show, I screwed up, you know, and I, I wasted opportunities, and, and I just wasn't the husband, the father, anything. You take the drugs, alcohol out of it, I still wasn't a good father mm. and a good husband, and I just know that there's so many men out there that are struggling with that, and so do I, they even know they're struggling? I, I don't think so. Well, it, I think some a, do and some don't. Sometimes it's, it's too late though when they figure it out, right? Or we're they've just, lost their marriage, or it's right. to the point where it needs some serious repair, right? Or we're just guys are the king of knowing what's wrong and not doing anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. We want to sit around and and worry and spend all this time. Like I hope Jesus never unfolds the scroll of what I've worried about, never done anything about. Cause <laughs> we'll be there a long time. But it's there's so much of that where we spend so much time as men, well, if I could only do this, or I have this problem, and I don't want to share it with anybody, and I'm, I'm the only guy out there in the world that, that has any kind of problems, and that's not just, it's just not true. And so the way I look at it, when I look at the church, is what's missing? We're missing strong, lay-leading men, is what we're missing. And, you know, there's a lot of women who've stepped up over the years yeah. to take the place of the men, but when you look at these guys... The older men that say, I have no relationship with my son. He's away from the church. I've lost my kids from the church. Whatever it may be, there's just this void. And and everything points to the fact that there are men who aren't taking their God-given role as prophet, priest, and king. And, you know, when we're not living that life as the priest of our family, when we're not taking our kids to church, when we're not being there for our family, if we're just being distracted or, or, or just... Self-absorbed and selfish, which I think is the biggest problem with men, is selfishness and immaturity. Then we're not the church is never going to get better because if yeah. you want the women, get the men. You get the you get the men. You get women who are inspired by a husband that, for once in their life, is leading as a man, not as some immature boy that doesn't doesn't know what his place in this world is or what he's supposed to do. No, they're coming into what they were supposed to be created for, and they're dragging the women with them, and they're getting the kids. And all of a sudden, you have vibrant churches full of men leading, which is what we were born to do. Wow. That's a, and that's a challenge because uh, you're right, it is a real problem. You know, with the men, especially who are supposed to be head of the family, it's like the captain of the ship is instead like tied to the mast in the middle of a storm. Yeah. And it's just rocking all over the place. And he's not really doing anything to, to alleviate the problem. And so many of the folks, you know, in that kind of a storm-tossed ship get tossed overboard right i mean you lose yeah. family you lose your friends you uh 
uh, you mentioned the addictions. It's not all, that's not always a product of this. Yeah. There's just destruction uh, everywhere or in your life, whether it's your job, you can't keep a good job, you, you, you struggle with relationships of any kind, you don't have a lot of really good friends and the ones that you do, you end up going down the wrong path with what you're doing. And so there's just a lot of stuff that I think that, that, that guys get caught up in and don't even necessarily realize, and sometimes when it's too late. So who are the kind of folks you want to listen to this podcast? I mean, anybody, anybody, I, yeah, please I say, everybody, please and send money. Please I'm like it and follow. Right, right. I'll take white envelopes full of lots of cash. <laughs> no, but it's uh, really it's every man. I mean, I people want to pigeonhole and say, well, maybe it's for people with addictions or maybe it's people with this. Look, there are men walking around. I was one of them that that are performing well in their jobs that are are going and coaching their kids and things like that, but. They still have something inside, something missing. You can be going to church every Sunday and not be the man that God wants you to be. And, and you can look the part, right? Yeah, and and it's because for some reason, in a lot of for my age group, probably, and and for you guys, you know, we had fathers that were wait, 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 wait which is, which is, which is, which is older. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's I'm sorry for the I forgot we weren't on TV. They are older than me. No, but, Barely, not for long, big boy. But I know, I know. <laughs> But, you know, we had fathers. I know in my case, my dad was a great dad, but you didn't talk about your feelings. You didn't. If you had problems, you figured them out. You certainly didn't go to anybody else about them. You put your head down. You worked hard. You provided for your family, and that's it. And while that may have been the mentality that worked then, it doesn't now. Men now, they walk around with their with suppressed feelings. You know, they're, they're not – they don't know how to, to walk with other men, to build relationships, and – that just puts us in this this hell, and we've become afraid to to really have real friends in our lives, to open up, to share with what's going on. And I got to tell you, when you do, when you can get past that, there's a peace waiting for you on the other side. Then it doesn't matter what kind of car you drive, and what kind of clothes you're wearing, and who you're hanging out with, mm. and having to go to the bar five times a week. It's it's I'm happy with who I am. I found out who I am through Jesus Christ. And I'm becoming the man I was meant to be. We're talking to John Edwards, and John Edwards is just a guy in the pew, and he has a website, justaguyinthepew.com, and also you can just Google that and hear his podcast. You know, it's interesting that the, I mean, the very first episode, you know, if you want to be challenged, just listen to the first episode of Just a Guy in the Pew, and it's essentially about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Why is it so stinking hard for guys to be vulnerable, <laughs> right? I, I don't know. I think it's just this image that we've grown up with, and society just wants to keep men busy and, and all these things and, and I just I really think it's it's a product of of just the upbringing like I was speaking about a minute ago guys are afraid they just don't want to share we feel like if we share then we're going to be a failure we're going to be looked at differently we're going to lose everything we have and it's just a lie that the devil uses to keep you in yeah. this in this place because think about it there's a reason that there's more that men are absent in the church we are easy to get to yeah. right i mean just put a pretty woman walking down the street in front of any one of us and we're off in all kind of avenues we shouldn't be or a steak right yeah yeah <laughs> steak i'm hungry <laughs> we're in a cafe that's right but no it's it's we are easy and i have this vision in my head that i've shared with people that i think the devil's sitting in a chair with his feet over the side of it propped up eating grapes and being fanned by somebody, and he's looking down at this chessboard, and he hasn't had to get up and move or do anything in forever because he has men twisted and tied up with so many easy things. His job's easy. But when you start being vulnerable and you open up, then that, that piece on the board starts to shake and move a little bit, and then it goes and it takes another piece. 
And then it takes another piece. And then his feet are thrown over the side of the chair, and he's standing up going, what's happened? Because he's, he's so used to men being just absent in faith. And when, when, like I said earlier, when guys become vulnerable, they just they, they find this, this renewal and this energy that comes from, you know what, I was able to say that I have a problem with pornography. You know what, guess what, so does 90% of the population probably these days with our over-sexualized culture. You're not the only one. And when men can come out and openly say that, they find out they're not alone. And men can start walking together in solidarity, and that's when, when, the, when the devil starts getting worried. Because mm. he sees the yeah. men lining up, and he knows he's fixing to lose the women and the children and all of it. And the other thing is, you know, without vulnerability, there can be no change, no right. transformation. Right. And you've got you've to take that first step, because when you're not vulnerable, nothing's going to Nothing's right. going to change because you're, you've, you've, you've closed all those avenues mm-hmm. for, for the input uh, that God has in store for each one of us. Right. And I think you know, that's another issue is, is so many men want to go to confession, right? They say, I'm going to go to confession and everything's going to be okay. Look, God knows you're struggling with something already. You have to come to grips with it. You have to admit it before you ever go to the confessional because all you're doing is going and telling them the same sin at that point. You have to yeah. realize... Whatever it is in your life that's keeping you from being the man you were made to be. So, John Edwards is saying don't go to confession. Is that what you're saying? I am. It's a waste of time. There's plenty of other sacraments. <laughs> no, they stop. Holy water stop. They can put on. I can hear the keys. You're <laughs> typing the emails now. No. No. Confession is a vital point of it. But I think before you, how are you going to know what to confess unless you're vulnerable to yourself and you admit it to yourself? Yeah. Amen. And that's that. You know what? Any, any problem in life, even if you, any secular issue, you know, whatever clinic you're going to for whatever problem with alcoholism, whatever, if you don't admit it, if you don't accept that that's who you are, nothing's going to change. Right. Every 12-step program, every single program that tries to help you right your tilting ship, every single one of them starts with you got to admit. Right. right. And that vulnerability is so hard for guys, and especially in a faith life. We're programmed not to have you know any kind of feelings, and we're, we're not going to start praying out loud, oh, Lord, if they knew I prayed... Before yeah. I ate my McDonald's cheeseburger, you know, I, I'd be so embarrassed to know that. And so that's what we have to be aware of. Right. And John, God, God loves you no matter what. Oh, and amen. That's, and that's, that's the thing we got to realize. That's it? beautiful. So Just a Guy in the Pew is the place where you can go. John Edwards is the, uh, the head of that little podcast world, and it's a great place to be. Y'all should check it out. Just Google it. Uh, find it on the Internet, justaguyinthepew.com. And uh, with that, John, we're going to ask our Blessed Mother a fan of yours as well. I think she listens to your podcast. <laughs> Hope so. uh, yeah, to just watch over us and intercede on our behalf. Right. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour, hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association, and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.